Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the Season 2 Bad Movie Awards. Brought to you by Climate Change. Come on, guys. Let's stop those birds from spitting acid and dive bombing. Here's your host, Bracken. Hi, this is Bracken. This is Nate. This is Ben. I'm Brant. And this is Exceptionally Bad. Welcome back to the second season uh, Exceptionally Bad Movie Awards. We like to call them the Bad Movie Awards. Uh, it, this is, you know, sometimes a little long. I, I like to call them the BM Awards because... They are, that's my initials. Yeah. So I right. like to go by that. So um, we're going to probably award. not say bad, you know, the bad movie award goes to this movie every no. single time. It just takes too long. So we're just going to call it the BM Awards. Yeah. Okay. That's so, the only reason we use those initials. Because it's, well, it's easier. Well, I like to say it because it's, it, you know, it's my... I'm, it's my podcast, and it's, it's all about me. Okay. So, the Bracken Mannion Awards—that's what we're really calling it, right? So, um, this is an exciting season because uh, we just wrapped it up, and also we do have the Gilded uh, BM Award that's going to go to the exceptionally bad movie that we found to be, you know, outstanding in its category this year, and it's. It's exciting, and um, we'll have some pictures of it up, and we'll We've probably got the talk about it. Actual award, yeah, we do, and we, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more, and we'll have photos of it up on our website. So I'm super pumped and excited to talk about some of these fun categories yeah. that we've got this season. In fact, we're going to get into, into it right now, and the exceptionally bad musical uh, number nominees are uh, Xanadu, Suspended in Time. 1941, the dance hall number. Glitter, the in-studio riff uh, where they're actually trying to create music. And Birdemic, Shock and Terror, uh, the song Hanging Out With My Family, I believe is, this, is the number. That's so right. Those are the four nominees in this category. What are your thoughts, gentlemen? So, uh, first of all, the, the one from Xanadu... What's it called? Suspended in Time. Suspended in Time. So just uh, to jog our memories, this is um, after, I don't even remember her name in the movie. I think it's Kara. Okay. Or, or Tira. Yeah. She I goes, don't know. Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John goes back to be with uh, Australian Zeus, and um, she is hanging out, and Mount Olympus looks like uh, Tron. I mean, she's standing on a grid of of its yellow lines, right? Like a yellow grid. Maybe it's multicolor. I don't it's know. It's funny because Tron would have come out about that same time yeah. too. So, yeah. She's just standing on a grid and uh, singing to herself. I don't remember what the song was about. I don't remember the tune. The Tron village. All I remember is it went on too long. To keep me Right. It yeah. was suspended in time. Yeah, it was suspended in time. <laughs> Everybody was suspended in time during that movie, was, that song. Yeah. I, I do love that soundtrack, but yeah. that one song was a little... It was too much for me. That <laughs> one. <right. laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what about uh, the 1941 dance hall number? So for me, that was the highlight of the film. So it, uh, you know, to jog everyone's memory, it's when the, the zoot suit guys come and the and the army, uh, the army men and the marines are there, and there ends up being a big fight. Yep. And uh, because the main character wears a sailor's uniform. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an MP uniform. Uh, I think well, he had a Navy. sailor. Well, one of them oh, had beat up the MP. Yeah, one of them uh, had yeah, one of one. Yeah. So him and his friend, they both get military uniforms. Going one's an army, and one's navy. So that's why the Marines and the army start fighting each other's because the the Navy guys thought that they're the Marines thought that they beat up someone from the Navy. But uh, it was really well choreographed. the the band the the big band music was good. I mean, yeah. this I would say that this nominee is actually in the. It's not even exceptionally bad. I think it goes all the way back around to being good. This was okay. like a good scene. It was definitely entertaining. Mm-hmm. I will give it yeah. that. Um, well, it's got to be contrary. What about Glitter? <laughs> Who can remind us oh, about the, the Glitter? studio riff. Well, that's where they're um, cutting their album, and they're just kind of sitting back in between takes or whatever, not even in the recording session. They're just by it's a that piano other, or something. That, it's, 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 it's the a, other pop star <clears throat> comes, right? Is that what? Yeah. So imagine, I'll set the stage for you. Imagine there's just somebody with just like a rhythm box in yeah. the background, right? Just inch, inch, inch. And then you have two mafia dudes have grabbed two goons. They have them in a bag and they're occasionally punching them. And they're like, mm, uh, mm, uh. but you have a high, you know, female tone. And a heavier, right. thicker tone, and record that, and that's music. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it worked really well in the Mortal Kombat theme song. It did. Yeah. I know that's, I know that's the wrong season. <laughs> uh, what about Birdemic? Oh, uh, well, Bir- Birdemic hanging out with my family, that was like the highlight of the movie. That, it was certainly the best audio. It was the best of the audio movie. of the whole yeah. film. Yeah. Most and it was surprisingly, you know, I thought, oh, they're going to be dancing now in this, like, bar. But the. <laughs> The band was pretty good, yeah. actually. Yeah. It was a pretty catchy uh, tune. Let's listen to it right now. Hanging out, just singing out, hanging out with my family. Man, I love that song. <laughs> it's Ben's ringtone. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right, this is a tough one, so I guess the time has come to vote. Yeah, we should vote. All Which right. one is the most exceptionally bad? Um, I know mine. Oh yeah, I, I, I got mine. Okay. Uh, hold on, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. If it sways you, okay. It's a movie about making songs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, set, vote. It's unanimous. it's unanimous. All right, it's a hard BM. We call them a hard BM when it's unanimous, and it is glitter. Hold on, the, you yes. got to say it the right way. I'm sorry, and the the BM. I, I'm sorry, and the BM award goes to Glitter for the in studio riff. Yay! Yay! Woo! So, okay. 
Best Practical Effects. And the nominees are 1941, Star Crash, Halloween 3, and Freaked. Who wants to start us off on why they nominated these movies for practical effects? Well, I'm happy to talk about 1941 a little bit. Uh, the practical effects are... There's several that were really good. There's the uh, Ferris wheel at the end where it goes off the cliff. Rolls off. Rolls yeah. off the entire pier. Um, there's lots of planes flying by through the streets. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, I really never forget the house that actually tips off the cliff. And it looked like a real house. I think it was a real house that actually they roll rolled, off. Like, yeah. pull, they yeah. pulled off and it just splintered and and you know, fell off the cliff and then there's just the whole entire cast standing there uh, at the end during the closing credits. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say the woman on the periscope. Like when the submarine oh, Well, that the very was beginning. good too. But, <laughs> That's right. Uh, the Jaws lady. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or the tank, you know, shooting through the house. Yeah. Uh, that, there was a lot of really good fun effects. John Belushi was the best practical effect. <laughs> so let's talk about Star Crash for a minute. I mean, that thing, I mean, it, it sets a high quality bar to begin with. Right. And some of those effects were absolutely incredible. I, I like the modeling, uh, you know, like yes, the spaceships, <laughs> the spaceships are fantastic. It looks like a third grade, like right. pro- project that was made with paste. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there was some stop motion animation in it. Yep. Uh, Which I did love. An effort. Yeah. 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 I felt like some of the effects were overshadowed by the lead's hair, though. He just kind of, his hair was so uh, just distracting. distracting and his eyeliner on his eyes a little bit that they they kind of distracted me from the, the effects and the rest of the movie. But yeah. I don't know. That's just me. I don't know, man. Those torpedoes. Yeah, the torpedoes coming in. Those were incredible. That, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a more believable robot either. Then L, yes. the cowboy robot. <laughs> Didn't he have a Texas accent? He did. Yes. That's right. I forgot about that. Wow. I've never seen a better spacesuit than the go, woman. Let's go, Stella Star. <laughs> Golly. Timmy fell down the well. Um, so, uh, Freaked uh, had quite a few practical effects, including um, Alex Winter uh, half monsterized through most of the film mm-hmm. that was pretty pretty cool incredible yeah and then of course he turns into a full monster at the end and so does little stewie um not to mention that wrench they made look like a hammer <laughs> <laughs> brilliant yeah. did not see that coming um also a pair of rasta eyes rastafar oh. eyes <laughs> running around with uzis those were fun <laughs> Yeah, there was that whole movie was great. The practical effects. Yeah. What about Halloween three? There was a lot going on in that movie too. Yeah. So <clears throat> practical effects I think of are the face melting into bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? There was that scene with the salesman and the whole like the snakes coming out and. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that the, was pretty intense. That's right. They melt the whole family. Yeah. Yeah, turn. Well, and also the scenes where the animatronic people are like setting themselves on fire uh-huh. and getting shot up. What about and... when the robot guy pulls the guy's head off? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that scene in the with the car at the end with the girl and the with the hand. Yeah, that's right. Her that hand's was really, still alive. Yeah. yeah I thought that was, that was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I I know we've already put, 
past this, but why was the jingle from this movie not in the exceptionally bad worst musical numbers? Oh, <laughs> oh man, how did we miss that? I think we have a, another category coming up, though. Yes. That we're gonna because it, it's so. not music, it's a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> Band in the Geneva Convention. Specifically listed there, yeah. It's a curse. Uh, (laughs) All right. Sounds like we better vote. All right. Three, two, one. All right. And the BM award goes to Freaked. Yeah. Good job, Freaked. Ow. All right. Our next category is Most Unbelievable Career Casting. So this one, uh, just as an explanation, this is. People who were cast in a film doing a career that they absolutely should not have been cast doing. Uh, And the nominees are Dennis Hopper as a science teacher from My Science Project. Matthew Broderick as an optometrist in Deck the Halls. Chris Conrad as a high school student in The Next Karate Kid. And Jimmy Fallon as a cop in Taxi. What do you guys think? <laughs> oh, oh, I this feel is like a this hard is be the one. toughest category. <laughs> yeah, there were some really bad miscastings here. Uh, I just have to say for the listeners, we had a hard time limiting down the number of nominees because right. we could literally pick somebody out of just about every movie. In some movies, there wasn't a good. Casting, That's right. So we didn't want them to run away with we, it. We don't want Birdemic to win every category. So. This is really a good hallmark of a bad movie, right? When you've got people miscast yeah. in their roles, yeah. and it's just hard to believe what's going on in the storyline at all that this person should be here. So, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. So I was going to say with the next Karate Kid. I think we've gotten a little spoiled with all of the stellar Disney tier teenage actors and right, actresses yeah. that we have now because, like, there's just a ton of them now. Whereas, you know, back in the 80s, early 90s, you know, you'd have to keep pulling from the same stock. <laughs> right. And be like, yeah. they started 17 and then you just kept going to them for teenage movies until they were like 34. Yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, the boyfriend, yeah, he definitely, we were definitely scratching our heads like, why is that? Why is that teacher like flashing googly eyes? At right. Her? If if you remember the first time we see him, she's sitting in the principal's office, and he's also in the office yeah. doing copies on the copy machine. Right. And we all thought he was a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> or at least a teacher's assistant. Right. Or something. Yeah. All right. What about uh, Matthew so, Broderick? Any thoughts? Oh uh, well, while we were discussing the category, like. Most of us didn't remember what his actual job was in the movie, so it's like he's got to be nominated. If it was so, it was so unbelievable, he couldn't remember what he did for a living. Yes, and he, the fact that he blinds an old lady during the movie with a snowball or whatever. And there was no the reference to his job as an optometrist. Right. Yeah, I think the closest you could come is the fact that they couldn't see the other house from space, right. which is a really long reach to be like, let's make him an optometrist. <laughs> Uh, what about Jimmy Fallon? I love him as oh, an actor. I think man. he's hilarious. Like we talked he's about this funny. in the episode yeah, too. He is hilarious in small doses. Right? Yes. Yep. Um, he's a great stand-up, great yeah. sketch comedian. Yep. It, Feature yeah. length, eh, not so much. Well, his character was so bad at being a cop too. Which yeah. is, he's makes... a cop who can't drive, who doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. park a car. 
Yeah. And I like okay. Or no, nothing his, against he can't Jimmy Fallon. Gun. He drops his gun. He's just like. I don't see him passing any of the entry exams, <laughs> right. either physical or like. Tell me what rule eighty four O J subsection I is right. Like, I just don't see him doing that. How did he end up here? Yeah. yeah. I mean, part of it was the writing, but part of it was just he was just not convincing either. Right. No. Yeah. It didn't no. work. It was yeah. <laughs> on many levels, right? His character couldn't do his job, and Jimmy couldn't do the well, job. Well, Jimmy can never keep a straight face. He's always just on the verge of laughing in everything that he does. Well, so maybe right? that's the thing. Maybe he's always good cop. Oh, right? right? So he's like the happy, jolly one. He's like, hey, guys, it's not so bad. <laughs> what about what about Dennis Hopper? Uh, I, I think it's maybe the character more so than the actor. Like just, well, the... I I, th- I think he fit the tone of the movie. I, I think he was a, I think he was a good puzzle piece, just to the absurdity of that movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Hopper. I don't know. Yeah. Right. As a science teacher, he mm. was the best part of the movie, guys. He really was. <laughs> he was. Yeah. yeah he, he chewed was... up every scene. So it was. He was in it more than Fred Willard was in. Uh, That's true. The uh, wedding planner. Yeah. But he still was not in it enough. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, any other thoughts before we vote? All right. Let's get our vote on. That's a tough category. One, two, three, vote. Oh, it's a tie. Ooh, it's a tie. Split decision. Split decision. Uh, oh, Danny. It's we need to introduce, pull, pull Danny out of his trunk. And, so, uh, all right. Okay, Danny. <laughs> it's a, it's a, so it's, the, a it's a tie between next Chris Friday. Conrad from... Next, next Karate Kid yeah. or Jimmy Fallon from Taxi. This is so hard because they are both. You, you know. don't understand how hard it is because whatever you say here goes down in history forever, and everyone will hold you accountable for the result. They'll be looking okay. back at the s- <laughs> second season. I would like BM Awards one, one like five word sentence. <laughs> From the pro, or from you know, from the to defend each vote, to defend each one. Okay, Day-woo. so you who voted for Daewoo? <laughs> the driving the Daewoo back and forth. Oh, hits his car, you. hitting the car I, back yes. and forth. Okay, we'll go I would around. Have, I would have said melted, melted uh, police badge. So he was he was working at a train uh, station. I, I don't know down at the. <laughs> he was a train the, the station docks. security guard, and all he needed really was a backpack to kind of sell that he was a student. But no, <laughs> they couldn't even give him that. And the principal was like ninety years old to make him look younger. Like, do you remember that? The, yeah. the principal was ninety yeah. in the next Grudy Kid, and you're like, no, you're you're long since retired, and and to make this this kid looked like he was in you know like he was 16 but this kid had not been carded he looked like he was 40 he looked like he was 40 we looked up his age i honestly thought that he was 40 i was surprised that he was he was in his 20s but he looked like he was 40 is that feathered hair (laughs) okay remember when jimmy fallon ran into the door i i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with jimmy fallon all right because yeah and the bm award goes to jimmy fallon from taxi 
Okay, and the next category is Exceptionally Bad Parent. And the nominees are Halloween 3, Dan, the dad. The next Karate Kid, Louisa, who is the mom, Julia's mom. My Science Project, Lou, who is Eric's uh, dad. Taxi, uh, Jimmy Fallon's mom, Mrs. Washburn. And Van Helsing, every single parent in Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what do you guys think? Uh... Go ahead. Well, you said you said uh, in the next great kid at the mom, you actually meant the grandma. Uh, Sorry, yes. Louisa, yes. And, her parental uh, unit. She was she was pretty bad to just her guardian get, mm-hmm. to leave Mr. Miyagi, the stranger, with her granddaughter and go and kind of swap houses. She moved into Mr. Miyagi's house in L.A. for yeah. I don't know the remainder of the movie, right? And just up and left. So that was kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was bizarre, right? Like, you know, Mr. Miyagi seems like a trustworthy guy, but, like, he has a pattern. So we know he's trustworthy, yeah, but, but like, there's no way that... And I mean, let's be honest. In that movie, he does accidentally walk in on her. That's right. Just, like, First thing he does. Underwear, yeah, right? right. So, so sorry. I don't yeah. know. That's what... <laughs> I, I, I don't want to talk bad about Mr. Miyagi. Right. You know, he's a trustworthy Well, and the grandma, she just, you know, is still calling... Uh, Hillary Swank by the wrong her daughter's name, not, That's right. not her Hillary granddaughter's Swank's mom. Right. So she's really kind of not there. Not always there, yeah. right? So there's some issues going on there. Well, I mean, her husband just died, right? That, yeah, that's yeah. that's how that's, they that's, met. That's why yeah. Miyagi comes. Yeah. yeah, but you kind of know that this is not the first time that she's kind of treated her granddaughter like her daughter. Right. That's revisionist history. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about uh, Halloween three? Dan Chalice. He's our hero in yes. this movie. He's oh, our protagonist. Man. and He is uh, uh, a barely functional alcoholic. That's right. <laughs> well, he's never there with his kids. He's off with... I mean, he, this... he does make a few phone calls. And actually, he does visit them once. I feel like the, the ex-wife is always... Or is it, is it his ex-wife? Or is it his wife? Uh, she's, so... She's always yelling at him. I think it's ex-wife. I think it is ex. Yeah. Or they're at least estranged. Estranged, yeah. And the movie wants you to think that she's just terrible shrew. Right. As the movie goes along, you're like, she's she's, she's probably the protagonist of the film. Right. The fact that she is answering the phone. Right. It makes her a saint in my book. Yeah. And he's just off looking for the next (laughs) 15-year-old Right. Whatever. Hey, right. she's older than she looks. Oh yeah, right. And that's, that's good enough for him. That's right. Well, he is trying to get <laughs> quote the, from the movie. He is trying to get his kids to not put on those masks. How old? Are Unfortunately, you? they want to wear those masks really, really bad. She says, yeah. "I'm older than I look." That's, yeah. yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah, There's a couple categories down. Okay, okay. So let's talk about. I mean, I don't know what the real ter- the you know the the property values are in Transylvania, but. Maybe they have really good schools. I don't know. Like maybe it's like a feeder so, school into like Harvard or something. I don't know. I can't think of any reason why you would want to raise children in a town where at least one person is picked off a month. Well, and you know, if they yeah. have good schools there, they should have at least barbed wire that goes like completely Over envelops the top. and protects. Like, like if you had a pterodactyl, um, you know. <laughs> place for them to live yeah. you know to, to stop anything from flying in or out an aviary, an aviary thank yeah. you because this this is just un- crazy if you really th- start thinking about it but they never show these schools so i, I don't know if there's there's a reason for them to live in in uh, I would, pennsylvania i would pennsylvania. love to see that <laughs> or pennsylvania, for pennsylvania. That yeah can you edit that out please <laughs> 
I would love to know what those PTA meetings look like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to have to vote for a new president. Tammy yeah. was eaten last night. <laughs> That's where they raised the Transylvanian horses. The fastest the in the world. Fastest. It, yeah. It really asks the question: Why are these people living in this town, in this village? Yeah. And putting up with this. Oh. There are other places they can go. It's... And they've got the world's fastest horses. They could get there fast. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, there's cover through the woods. They can go through the woods. They don't have to be right along oh, that, man. that cliff's that cliff edge. edge. They yeah. don't have to do that. Maybe it's Kate Beckinsale's costume that keeps the people there. That, okay, you know what? Okay, that, good argument. That's, you know, I think you've sold me. Right, okay, no, I'm going to scratch that one off. <laughs> Okay, any other comments before we vote? Well, yeah, we've got to talk about well, a couple yeah. other ones here. Oh, shoot, yes. Uh, Mrs. Washburn. And Margaret. This, this is uh, Jimmy Fallon's mother in Taxi. Mm-hmm. And she is drunk. Uh, though, I mean, he is grown, right? He's a he's an adult now. It's not like she's taking care of a, a child. Well, a child by age. <laughs> She was also making eyes at Queen Latifah's husband, right? Boyfriend. No, boyfriend. Or was it boyfriend? boyfriend. Oh, okay. that's right. She I was... guess it's still in the clear then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so there's a little dynamic there. If she likes it, she should put a ring on it. Right. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's lives right next door to his mom. Is that because he wants to live next to her? Or is that because she, she wants, wants him, him to live yeah. next to her? Or is it both? Yes. Uh, I'm just yeah, wondering probably. what's going on there. Is she overprotective? <laughs> is he just kind of still a kid and needs why is he st- a ki- such a kid is it because she's still kind of you know babying him helicoptering right. over him and yeah babying. i don't him? think we have enough data i don't know but it it, <laughs> it doesn't look good for her right yeah also doesn't look good for him being you know a grown adult right right like he's got the time i mean he lives in his own apartment though does he yeah know? but the front yeah. doors are like they're like, like next adjacent. to each other. Yeah. yeah, they're like that old commercial with the guy that's got to get up to make the donuts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. My science project. Who's? Oh, this is uh, Dan. Eric's dad. Was it Dan? Yeah. Dan, Dan, uh, it was Lou. Lou Harlan. Lou. Oh, yeah. Lou. That's right. Okay. Yeah. He owned the hardware store. Right. With a lot of dynamite. <laughs> so it's kind of weird because he's like the single dad and then he has a girlfriend that he just meets and then like the next day he they're getting married and they elope right yeah. and then they come back and he's like hey i'm introducing you to my wife and but the his, whole apartment has changed the yeah, whole apartment has changed it's, it's all redecorated but like their son's been dealing with this whole science project issue and this craziness is going through, through, through the town. And cops yeah, hanging out in his room with the with the lights off. And so <laughs> yeah, the father, right. <laughs> he's a single father. He's he's not there for his son at all, and he's just doing this crazy elope thing. Well, and I think she was like a Mary Kay salesman or something, because didn't she have like a ton of whatever? She oh did, yeah, that's whatever right. MLM product she was yeah selling. That alone, he's a poor judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> this was pre influencer. <laughs> All right, well, I think it's time to vote. Let's vote. Okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. It's another it's tie! tie. <laughs> All right, so we have Van Helsing, every parent in Transylvania, or Dan from Halloween 3. Wait, well, okay. can I change my vote? 
if you want, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll change my vote to Van Helsing. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say that anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, it's tough, but you've got one. You've got so it, it, the tie was between Halloween and yeah. And I was going to say Van Helsing. And but I mean, you got your protagonist who's like the worst. Yeah. Versus so a unlikable. whole village of people or, that put yeah. their children in danger. So just by. Uh, but they make up for it on volume, and so they really do. They really do. All right, and the BM Brackens <laughs> got the script, and he's like doing the bouncing ball. He's like the gilded BM. <laughs> okay. I just want you to say it right. Brackens, the ultimate wingman. <sighs> okay. And the BM Award goes to Van Helsing and every single parent in Transylvania. All right. And our next category is the least accurate representation of an industry in a film. And the nominees for the BM Award goes to uh, Monks in the next Karate Kid, uh, Wedding Planners in The Wedding Planner, in the movie Taxi, we've got Bike Delivery, Cops, Bank Robbers, and NASCAR Drivers. And the fourth nominee is uh, Music Producing in the movie Glitter. All right. Who would like to take some of these nominees? Talk about them. Oh, goodness. There's. Let's talk Taxi. Right. So Taxi has a, a bunch, right? We have uh, uh, Bike Delivery people who... Never deliver. Never deliver anything. They can. They do like uh, tricks all over New York and help cops uh, catch bad guys. It's like the X Games with like right. deputized X Games. Yep. They wear really cool leather jackets and helmets, and then yep. they take them off, and they, you know, you discover that it's Queen Latifah. That's right. <laughs> the whole time, that kind of stuff. Well, and if you become the fastest bike messenger, then you get promoted to cab driver. Yes. And we all know that cab drivers can just soup up their own cab and turn it into a James Bond style. <laughs> well, yeah, and after you've you know been a, a cab driver for you know six months, you, you eventually can move on to becoming a NASCAR driver. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. little known fact: Dale Earnhardt was actually uh, Uber driver for a little bit. So that's actually how he got into the industry. <laughs> yeah, he. I heard he was uh, promoted. From uh, Bicycle Messenger right into Uber. He was. He was yeah. right out of high school. Yeah. Well, and Junior does DoorDash. What about the bank robbers? Oh, you know, most of the bank robbers I've seen um, look like that. <laughs> Swedish models. <laughs> <laughs> Supermodels. Right. drive away like NASCAR drivers. That's right. <laughs> okay, so music producing. This is a movie about making it in the music industry. Um, oh, glitter. Let's talk. Like, d did she have any good role models or anybody who seemed to have any idea what was going on? It seemed like a bunch of like backroom deals and uh, yeah. like what's his face? People who, are like she, selling her. I just realized it was more like a pimp game mm -hmm. than like I'm your producer and I'm going to help you get into the. I don't know. That's I, how I Danny just, treats us. I just yeah. realized that her her mom was not really. She could have been on the bad parent list, honestly. Mm -hmm. 
we thought about it a little bit more, but because he's a serial arsonist. <laughs> yeah, and the smoking and the sleeping and the fire and. The... At least she had the presence of mind to put her in the system instead of just abandon her. <laughs> she was such a good parent that's, that the system was better. That's what. Yeah, that's what, what kept her off the list. Right. <laughs> what yeah. about the monks and the Karate Kid? <laughs> this is one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, they were us. hilarious. I mean, okay, so what were they doing at that monastery? Like shooting arrows at each other, <laughs> and that barn, and the barn, and like ah, they were very judgy they, about killing roaches. They oh, were. Yeah. Do you remember the scene where they come in and they turn? She's got the music on, and they all just start dancing. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they eventually, after they leave the monastery, they go back to her house, and they're all like there. Cooking in the kitchen, cut cucumbers. intimidating prom dates, yes. and giving these knowing looks, but they didn't really talk. You know, yeah, it didn't seem. I'm convinced Mr. Miyagi just stum- stumbled onto like a homeless camp, and they were just like hopped up on something, and you know, a lot of poor, you know, <laughs> judgment says, calls in this movie. Look, if you don't don't say a word, everyone's gonna think you're a monk. <laughs> They're gonna think you're wise. Hey, it worked for the good place, right? <laughs> so. I, no, they did talk. Remember, because they had the one guy who only speaks Japanese answer the door. Oh, right. When, when, the, when the prom date gets there. Supposedly. We don't know. Well, and they went Zen bowling. That's right. Right, they bowling. did go bowling. I forgot about that. That made it even better. That was fun. What about wedding planners? It, like... <laughs> these wedding planners like feel like they are hedge fund managers the way that they're presented yeah. like fighting, right? yeah fighting exactly. to become a partner in the right in yeah. the yes. organization in the high stakes world of wedding planning right is that how that works i think you just go to a website now and it does it for you yeah you just book uh, well i don't want i don't know I well <laughs> my wife did all of ours so i, don't I know. think i remember that when you know people came to ours the the people like, oh, look, there's the wedding planner. That's she must right. have such a romantic life. And she's always, yeah, skulking around behind the scenes with a headset on, talking to everybody with all this secret code. Keeping the groomsmen cloistered in, like, a separate room. Well, and-, <laughs> and she had, like, Batman's utility kit. That's you know, right. Belt that just everything. To sew things. Yes. Yeah. She would have fit better into, like, a James Bond movie. Yeah, really. Right? right? Yeah. She was, she was the Q of... Uh, Wedding planners. Uh, is that all the nominees that's, that we yeah, discussed? A, all right, all yeah. the categories. It's the time to vote. Oh, uh, this is tough. a tough one. Yeah, it is. Here you go. On the count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> oh. All right, and it is unanimous. Uh, and the BM award goes to for least accurate representation of an industry to taxi. Taxi, and I'm not sure which industry that is, but it wins nonetheless. All of them. <laughs> yes. And the next category is Over the Top Villain. And the nominees are, from the next Karate Kid, Dugan. From Van Helsing, Dracula. From Freaked, Elijah Skuggs. From Halloween 3, Connell Cochran, and from Star Crash, Lord Zartharn. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to start with Van Helsing, uh, Dracula, because he's the worst Dracula re- uh, representation representation in film. 
<laughs> Done. I mean, he's screamy and whiny and uh, bipolar. And his his ponytail. Yeah, and uh, is just not who Dracula is. I am personally in love with Lord Zartharn. Like he is so over the top, and he—I mean—he looks like a comic book villain, right? Yeah. And he even talks like that. Like yes. we shall get the whatever, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's got his evil spaceship that he flies yeah. around in, the Fist of Justice or whatever that thing's <laughs> right. called, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He wants to kill the universe with red mist or something. Yes, you know, right, right. Like <laughs> he checks all the boxes for me. <laughs> So Dugan was very over the top in that you never knew what his motivation was. And he was like cartoonishly bad, right? Like his motivation was psychopath, psychopathy. What do you call it? He had anger issues. He had anger issues. He got kicked out of taxi school. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we talked about the movie, remember we talked about how uh, the Cobra Kai guy, um, the sensei in the first, right. the, the original Cobra Kai sensei, how he was a Vietnam vet that you clearly had he some had PTSD issues, issues right, or something right. he's working through. But Dugan was just mean. Doesn't even You don't even have the benefit of him. Like They didn't even set up that he That's was right, anything no like that. Well, I think he got kicked out of Top Gun, didn't he? Because <laughs> he was flying too low or I don't know. His uniform I, always had coffee on it. Right. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. this is this is like a spoiler, but it's after you know he defeated in Highlander too. Right. And so he's just he's having a he's having a hard time. He's taking it out on the kids. Oh. Well, I love Randy Quaid and Freaked. I, I, you know, there's something about him. He just does the crazy. Uh, just crazy guy so well it's like he's you know doesn't know that he's being recorded he's just being there and (laughs) he didn't even know he was in the movie (laughs) he didn't even know he was acting the whole time yeah i mean he just was there with all these people that look like they were from the circus anyway he's just always entertaining whenever i see him yeah I, i there wasn't any specific thing from it other than it's just randy quaid i mean yeah he looked good like i loved the look of scuggs in that um, with his sharp little goatee and his hat and stuff. I mean, yeah, he was psycho. over the top, but he fit right in. Like everything, totally. everything was oh, over yeah, the top yeah, in right. that movie. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, that's what about Connell Cochran in Halloween? So for me, the the number one thing is that he was trying to destroy the world as a prank. As a prank, yep. That's what <laughs> a prank well, on all the children. Right. And it was like a two thousand year like vendetta. That he was trying to get. <laughs> back that's right it's like come on it's time to let it go yeah it's so. like a well like a well-aged wine or cheese right well-aged revenge <laughs> so here's here's like a real question for you i mean you know obviously tiktok didn't exist when really? halloween 3 was shot and you know prank videos are very popular right how do you think this would have trended on tiktok after all the kids got their faces melted off he's like yo this is your boy cochran i'm just gonna melt some faces Wait, <laughs> Well, he would probably say top of the morning. Top of the morning to you, pranking ya. So are you saying he's just pretty much not that over the top anymore? In, in he wasn't. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like, personally, I was just like, yeah, he's a bad guy. Like, he's I mean, got stupid motivations. His but, like, idea was kind of over the top, but he he was fairly stable. He was not twirling his mustache That's or anything true. like that. He was... Yeah. He was playing it pretty cool. But are, So are we ready to vote? I, yeah. Yeah, I love that... You know, I was going to vote for somebody, and now I changed my vote because of the, the discussion we just had. So this is this is fun. All right, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I think I, no mind. All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right, one, two, 
Oh. oh. And the winner, the BM award, goes to Michael Ironsides Dugan from The Next Karate Kid. And the next category is Most Distracting Music. Uh, the nominees are Halloween 3, Star Crash, uh, Birdemic, Shock and Terror, and Glitter. What do you guys think? So, Birdemic, for me, it wasn't really distracting so much uh, as like I forgot right. that it was even there. Um well, we did mention that they, uh, similar to a talking cat, they were using public domain music. Yeah, right. Off the except for that one song in the middle. Yeah, yeah. they did a better job than they, uh, they chose better. <laughs> they than, chose more right. fitting music, but yeah. it was not very. I don't great. know, man. La Cucaracha is still. A it, was, okay. it was pretty low, low budget. <laughs> there was not nearly enough slide whistle in that movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> what about glitter? I mean, it's literally music, a, a movie about music I, and the music well, industry. My complaint is that the the club music was not didn't fit. Um, that that was distracting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my complaint is that it you had Mariah Carey, but no like Mariah Carey song. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the club music just that was distracting. It was I mean, it's very similar to like from Justin to Kelly, right? Right. Like you go there because you know these people for their music and not one of and their memorable things it. is gone. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um Star Crash. I don't know. I I, I don't want to give this too harsh because I think it's just music of the time. Right. So it's just that's like true. it's a little harsh on my ears, but I'm sure it was perfectly fine and serviceable for its time. Yeah. But Halloween three. Let's talk about the theme oh, song there. Um, does anybody remember what it goes? I mean, it, it just, it like one of those earworms that just sticks in your head. <laughs> well, Five more days till Halloween, Halloween. You know what's so interesting, too, is this is Halloween 3, right? And when you think of the Halloween franchise, you do think of the Halloween <laughs> theme song from the original yeah. one and, you know, two and pretty much all the other Every movies. Other one, yeah. so that, music, that John yeah. Carpenter created and, you know, it's... Uh, is just part of it's up there with the jaws theme song right. right but this song this music rather is nothing like that at all just like this movie is separate from all the other Halloween it, movies yes so, i would say Shamrock. it borders on the definition of music i don't think it's music well it's two tones that go that's it beyond the jingle the even the music i felt was designed to annoy yeah yeah right right not to not to strike fear and you know not make things tense but to right yeah in all fairness i don't remember some of the music from some of these movies but from this one i still it's still there's still a tender spot in my brain that's <laughs> still trying to heal the thing from... is they not just even just not hold on not even just the jingle but the rest of the music yeah in the film remember that high pitch squeal that is just like a, a laser beam in your head yeah yes just constantly i remember when they're walking outside the the warehouse at the end and they're trying to get in and get out and get yep. away and that music just would not stop and there's yeah. long scenes where there's no dialogue but that music just kept Ugh. going i mean i know they typically use like strings and kind of like screechy strings right. for kind of like scary horror yeah, movies no. but it's like did they get a budget violin that literally had one there string? There was no string. It was like, all electronic. It, it, was, it was, yeah. It was Which made it terrible. more grating. Um, all right. Let's vote. Think long and hard on this. 
Ooh, man. So good. <laughs> All right, everyone. One, two, three. We've got an extra hard DM. <laughs> Unanimously. Brand voted twice, so it's extra hard. <laughs> and the BM goes to Halloween 3. All right, and the next category is Most Exceptionally Bad Costume, and the nominees are Van Helsing, Star Crash, Freaked, and Jim Cotta. What do you guys think? I think there's some good contenders in here. Yeah, definitely. I I don't want to have to like keep going to the Star Crash well, but like <laughs> <laughs> the most absurd outfits, like Stella Star's outfits, she, like she goes through like six costume changes. Everybody else has their one costume, costume the entire the movie. In fact, there was that whole race of Amazons where they right. they all shared the same costume. That's right. <laughs> And Stella, I mean, like, at one point she's wearing, like, clear plastic over top over of her bikini, bikini for her spacesuit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty much it. Yeah. 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 Um, so Jim Cotta, I remember us talking about how it was like, hey, for the race, everyone just wear whatever you've got. In fact, <laughs> I think we even, uh, from the interview, the main guy, the gymnast, even said they were like, hey, just wear, yeah. wear what you have. It was pretty clear. There were only like those soldiers and then maybe that one guy that was really furry. Yeah, that's that right. Had yep. some kind of costume, but it yep. looked like it seemed like everybody else there was no rhyme or reason to what they were wearing. Yeah. I, I would say there was a couple exceptions to that. There is the Monsignor Chapless who oh, that's from, right. from the City of the Crazies. <laughs> and like the backwards face dude. Yeah. Like, I thought those were legit. Amazing. Those were actually kind yeah. of cool. You're right. I mean they, they probably wore what they had from the asylum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true because they were so, from the asylum. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Uh, um Ben Helsing. So I mean when you think of this movie, I think of Kate Pack and Sale. In, was she in this movie? In her what leather corset, uh, pirate pants, clothes? It was a velvet corset, pirate <laughs> thing. Okay, uh, tell us about that, Ben. He's, I don't know what you're talking he's about. He's over there giggling in the corner. <laughs> Doesn't she ride a All dragon? Right. Yeah. In my uh, office, she rides a dragon. I honestly don't remember what Frankenstein, va- the vam, you know, uh, just Dracula. I don't remember. Dracula was wearing honest- long tails and uh, black clothes i personally I, love the costuming in this movie i, I don't remember what anybody else wore except for kate beckinsale you don't remember that honest. terrible hat the van helsing wears? Yeah, the big, oh you're right hat. there was and the his hat. big australian yeah. duster but i i think like whenever you think of van helsing he always has a similar kind of like stupid hat so i think right. that's not so much it was bad for the movie it's just like generally that's what van helsing kind of wears right. the werewolf had a nice costume which one velkin Sure. Because Van Helsing becomes a werewolf as well. Spoiler alert. What? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> because he's a werewolf and the angel, Archangel Michael, or whatever. No, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> what about just, Freaks? I'm just reminded of how long Van Helsing was. And I love that I, movie. We should watch it again. How much I did not like watch that it real quick. <laughs> right. Sorry. Go ahead. Freaked. Uh, costuming, I mean, 
the makeup was great. The special yeah, effects. It was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, the milkmen. I'm trying to remember which costumes. They all wore one. There was the even, cowboy guy. Even was... the hammer wore a milkman costume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's true. He did. Um, yeah. There was plus... the sock puppet. I mean, yeah. That was just oh, lazy. right. Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. Oh T God, dressed I as a woman. I forgot he was in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Keanu Reeves as the wolfman. Right. Yep. Yes. All right. Let's take a vote here. Okay, one, two, three, go. All right. And the award for most exceptionally bad costume goes to Star Crash. Congratulations, Star Crash. All right, and our next category is exceptionally bad fighting. And the nominees are Jim Kata, The Next Karate Kid, Star Crash, and Birdemic. Shock and terror. All right, some some of the fighting. Uh, what were some of your thoughts and feelings about uh, do you remember, Do you remember in the old country where they would build up the town around the pommel horse? <laughs> right. I they do would, remember the, that. They would, the, in the center of town. They would yeah. dig the well next to the pommel horse. Right. Yeah. And then they'd build the town around it. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's... <laughs> or in some of your more uh, metro... <laughs> More uh, cosmopolitan cities, you have just bars, uneven in the, in, bars in yeah. in the alleyways. <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean the whole idea of creating an entire fighting style based off of gymnastics moves. Um, I mean that's, I mean that is the reason for that movie's existence. I think and Jackie it's... Chan could pull it off. Oh, right? definitely. If that style, yes, yes, yes. But... Yeah, if not a floor routine with <laughs> right. people falling over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the, the next Karate Kid? Man, I remember the scene where Mr. Miyagi is trying to teach uh, her how to wax on, wax off on the car, and she's like, "I'm not doing this." Yeah. yeah. So what does the wax on, wax off? What he has her do is babysit the neighbor's kids. <laughs> Turn on the Netflix. Turn well, off the Netflix. So instead of the crane move or the the you know the doll whatever it's, it's the praying mantis move. The praying yeah, mantis move. She yeah she has to do the jumping off a rock with For, a kick in yep. the Zen garden. and it looks really hard. I mean it's on the poster and she does a good job. But I mean as anyone knows from the Olympics, watching the Summer Olympics, every professional like high jumper always starts from a very low crouch on one leg. They kneel down <laughs> before they jump up. It's like an impossible move. <laughs> and Hillary Swank actually pulls it off, but yep. you know, to her credit, but she man. pulled it off for the poster. Um, yeah. I, okay. Well, we'll, that's just the tip of the iceberg so on the fighting. I, I just want to mention yeah. also with karate kid, she goes through all of this fighting training and stuff. And in the end, she doesn't actually even use it. She gets in a fight and doesn't really do much karate. Like she right. doesn't win. Remember Mr. Miyagi has to do the fight at the end. And I mean, by then he's very old and slow moving and the fight is pretty slow motion. And Michael be... Ironsides isn't that young either. That's right. true. <laughs> to be fair though, like what is she going to do against Molotov cocktails? That's like... true. Yeah. <laughs> Molotov right. cocktail blowing off. up her boyfriend's car. <laughs> this right. is not yeah. like a yeah the All Valley. Maybe if she painted the conclusion. fence. This is <laughs> that's right. If she would have just waxed the car, sand the floor. Um, <laughs> so stupid. It, it's, we'll just, just it's not it, the it's conclusion stupid. you would expect from a Karate Kid movie. It's just over the top. 
All right, craziness. Star Crash. Uh, Star Crash. Um, I love the torpedoes uh, when they come in. The people torpedoes. The people torpedoes. <laughs> the laser guns are great. They're not near the same quality as Star Wars, but no. low budget lightsabers. Well, there was the scene. There's a couple scenes where they're fighting um, stop motion. You know, whatever character. Things, so there's the yeah. one where they're fighting the robots. They're having the lightsaber sword, lightsaber battle, whatever. Right. And it's 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 the whole thing's happening in slow motion, right? right? And then there's where Stella Star is fighting the giant Amazon Cyclops, Cyclops thing. I don't know what it statue is, thing yeah. that comes to life. The Titan I thing. Honestly, don't remember how she defeats it, but it falls over. That yeah. was a fun scene. I remember. Yeah. I don't remember the animation was really great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was a high point for the movie. Okay, <laughs> okay it was. It was. It was. <laughs> for me, anyway. It was the Amazonian costuming. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah, the single Amazonian costume. Uh, Birdemic. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Okay, so what are some of the weapons that they use? Uh, I saw some machine guns. I mean, like... They're machine guns? They're so this... submachine guns. I mean, they're like... Uzis or something. This, this right? movie also suffers from the unlimited clip until it's inconvenient, and right. then, yeah. then they're out of ammo. <laughs> yeah. They start with coat hangers, right? That's true. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna fight birds, the first thing I grab out of a hotel room is not a coat hanger. And it's not just even grab the thing that's most convenient. She runs, or he or she, whoever grabs them, runs back into the room to grab them. Like, yeah. Oh. We'll be okay. There's coat hangers in there. It's a good thing they stayed at that nice motel that, you know, the coat hangers come off. Come That's off. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of those birds were not even a good video game graphics anymore. <laughs> just, they, it's, you know, stuck in the same spot and yeah. the side profile of the eagles and all that. It was just so bad. At I think... least they made airplane dive bomb noises when they... When they did get shot, yeah, that's true. I think my favorite scene is when they roll up to that bus, and there's like four people in there, and it's surrounded by birds, and they just full on, full auto light up the bus, right? Right at the bus, right. Gun handling 101 is know what's behind your target. So I don't know if they were trying to take out the people and the birds got in the way, but did not seem like the best way to handle that situation. Oh, man. Well, Um, I mean, the people died via bird acid, so... All right, well, let's vote. Are you guys ready? Yeah. On the count of three. One, two, three. All right, and the and the BM award goes to, for uh, exceptionally bad fighting, uh, Jim Cotta. The next category is exceptionally bad quote, and the nominees are The Wedding Planner, I barely know you. I don't know your dad's first name. I don't know if you ever wore braces or or contacts or glasses. And I have no idea how you came to be a wedding planner, Mary. But I know the curves of your face. I know every fleck of gold in your eyes. I know that that night in the park was the best time I've ever had. Glitter. You know, I don't do this. Yeah. 
I can tell. Halloween 3? How old are you? <laughs> Relax. I'm older than I look. Jim Carter? By the person who is unaware. Do not hear the wood split. Hear the only sound of axe cutting the air. Read the air itself. It has much to say to you. And Birdemic. Woohoo! What's with all the noise? Caught the big fish. Yeah? How big was the sale? One million dollars. Awesome, man! So, this, guys, this is a category that every movie could have multiple quotes that definitely that, to fit in here this was probably this was tough to narrow it down i mean we we have five in this category right but like every movie has i mean mr miyagi had a lot of stupid sayings that didn't make much sense uh in in cry in the next cry to kid and so i i don't want to i don't want to sell any of the other movies short because <laughs> i feel like star crash is also full of them absolutely yes, this is sure. one of my favorite categories i mean this was a strong category last season as well yeah. in our first season and It'll probably always be good because there's always just these fun, horribly delivered, um, horribly written, written yeah. yes, lines that keep coming at us left and right in these movies. Um, so yeah. the wedding planner, what stands out quote wise to you guys? There's a lot, but I think the one it's supposed to be romantic and it's supposed to be impactful. But when you read it, when you actually listen to the words that are being said. It is completely the opposite. It's yeah. it's a scene where he where he is talking to Mary at the door and he's trying to win her back basically and he's like I know the curves of your face and I know all the gold flecks in your eyes and yeah. I don't know if you had braces and I don't care but I want to wear your face. <laughs> that, I might add that last part. <laughs> and, I don't remember. and Matthew McConaughey, you know, delivers it great. He does, right? yeah. but it's you know it's still just kind of like wow. Yeah, or the I don't I only eat the brown peanut M and M's because right, of yeah. artificial coloring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that one is uh, full of them. So glitter, we uh, there's a lot there's a lot in there, but I think the one that stands out the most to me is where she, she makes the comment that he's bad and she's she's bad in bed. He's like, I'm not this type of girl. And he's like, Yeah, I can tell or something like that. <laughs> and there's this, this awkward pause, and she's like, What? what? <laughs> And it's for like no, a really long she, time. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> I heard that was completely ad libbed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't actually I, know. <laughs> I I highly doubt that. <laughs> um, Halloween three. <laughs> well, I mean, father and man of the year. <laughs> the Doctor Dan asks, "What's the girl's name?" I, I can't remember. The, I don't asks know. female protagonist. Yeah. How old are you before they, you know, have some adult relations? Time. And uh, and she says, "I'm older than I look." And that's that, the answer. And that, that's enough. It's good for enough. Him. Yeah, it's good enough. For yeah. him. I'm older than I look. That that line will also get you into any bar. <laughs> that got me into so many clubs. <laughs> I'm older than I look. <laughs> so uh, wrong. <laughs> okay, so so Jim Cotta. Um. <laughs> There wasn't a whole lot of dialogue in that movie. <laughs> no. But there were a few things that stuck out. A lot of it was nonsensical, but right. my, my favorite was when he's 
training for his gym gymnastics style and of of martial arts and they has a he's got a western trainer a western and eastern, and eastern trainer. trainer the western yeah. trainer is a, is a black guy it's a black guy yeah and the eastern trainer is an asian guy. asian yeah <laughs> and and he speaks they purposely give him like a really bad stereotypical stereotypical yeah. english and and the quote and the training makes no sense <laughs> Okay. Oh, so the last category is Birdemic. Um, the whole script. It, the whole the whole movie is is the exceptionally bad quote. I, I cut paste. We would have put the entire audio track of the movie, right, right. but we didn't have time for this recording. So. And we don't like to be cruel. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we were saying though, like some of it is the script writing is dreadful, but also it's the made delivery. worse by the delivery. Yeah. It's so deadpan and so. Just I don't I don't even know how yeah. to describe it. It's just terrible. So, I mean, the girl does her best. Yes, like she really does. And I mean, not that her performance was amazing, but at least she showed up. There she, was emotion. Yeah. There was some emotion right. in her yeah. performance, as opposed to the male lead, who it's yeah. like they got a piece of wood and put some clothes on it, and <laughs> and like and a mouth. You know, so I, mean, I think I think Pinocchio himself fine. has more was... has more emotion. So than... I'm gonna yeah. let would <laughs> would both movies have been better served if you had taken L the cowboy robot and swapped him into oh Birdemic gosh, yes. and taken his robot voice and delivery and put that into oh L. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think both of those Absolutely. movies would have been dramatically better. Yep, definitely. Wow, <laughs> much more charming at least. <laughs> uh, There's also my mind is blown. Just now, Brant. The... <laughs> you can hear it in his voice. Yeah, it's true. What you say is true. Wow. Uh, we're just movie fixers here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, so this is another tough category, but are you guys ready to vote? Sure. Okay. And the BM goes to the wedding planner. Da 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 da. The next category is the most absurd set piece. And the nominees are from Star Crash, the torpedo scene. From uh, 1941, the submarine bathroom scene. From the wedding planner, the penis glue scene. From deck the halls, sled to bed. From Jimkata, the pommel horse in the town square. And from Freaked, the Rastafari's. Um, All right, we summarized these scenes. <laughs> you got to go into detail and explain what they are a little bit. I was trying to hold my laugh oh, so bad. Let's just go this down. Such uh, good order. memories. Let's go in order. Let's go in order here. So yeah. uh, Star Crash Torpedo scene. Somebody break it down. So th- this is the major set piece. This whole movie's been building up to this. The clash between the you know the forces of good and Zarth Arn's forces, right? Yep. And the good guys, instead of have using like i don't know explosive munitions they load up two dudes into a torpedo that looks like it would barely hold one guy and shoot them into the windows of the enemy's starship through the glass and then they just pop open and then just like two dudes pop out like start shooting and to me one of the funniest things is that the way that like the trajectory that the torpedoes come in is not like they were fired from like a from you know, from anything straight into it. Instead, it's kind of like they were 
outside the window lower than the thing and then they get popped up and they kind of pop through the window and bounce on the ground <laughs> it's well, like when you have two adults and they're swinging a kid and they go one yeah two yeah. three and then they throw <laughs> them in the pool or whatever yeah, that's what it looked like <laughs> yeah and they just kind of come uh, through the window right yeah the, the no, windows like, shatter there's no like air that the, airlock the stuff that... no no Nope, they just come into the window. Which I, I still don't understand why you wouldn't put a single explosive in there. Like, one grenade is going to wipe out that entire thing. Yep. Nope, we're going to launch Tim and Jerry out into a torpedo. Right in front of all of the bad guys who are lined up, just waiting for them to open up the door. Oh, I love it. Okay, uh, next one. Uh, submarine bathroom scene. 1941. So this scene in 1941 always gets me because it kind of starts off with the prune juice, you know. So Hollis Wood, played by Slim Pickens, he swallows the uh, Cracker Jack uh, compass uh, from the food that, you know, the, the Japanese uh, crew. They're lost they, at sea. They don't know where they're going. They're trying to find Hollywood so they can fire at it and, you know, bomb it. And they discover that there's a box of Cracker Jacks and the prize is an actual compass back in the 40s when they had, like, metal pieces of, I don't know. They had choking hazards in Yeah, they had choking. So Slim Pickens swallows it and then they discover, well, instead of shooting him, they want to have honor. and they So instead, they're going to give him prune juice to so he'll pass the compass. And so <laughs> they, force they, they force him to, they, they hold him down and they start, you know, pouring uh, prune juice down his throat. And then after that, the whole scene where they all have him all camped out uh, in the bathroom and he's in there he's in like, his Let underwear. Let me go in there. I'm going to pass <sighs> it, right? Yes. And and then he starts making noises by dropping screaming his... Screaming. Throws and... his boot into the <laughs> toilet. Into the, the toilet. He's screaming like he's it's in pain and yeah. it's hard to pass. And then the, the Japanese are all snickering and then they kind of run in to, you know, catch him and... And look at the toilet, and he jumps down on them, and it's just, yep. it's, it's just incredible. I just, I, there's nothing like it. I could watch this over and over and over again. It's, it's Bracken's well. huge into poop humor, <laughs> among other things. Yes, I am. No, I mean it's just Slim Pickens. I'm just, yeah. you know, when he, when he leans over and he goes, prone juice. Oh no, boys! Oh no, no. I just love He's it. He's like, you could do anything to me. Go ahead, yeah, I, I, I can take it. I can take it. Prune juice, not prune juice. Oh. Yeah, that's great. All right, wedding planner, the penis glue scene. So, I just want to say that this one, um, uh, among the reasons why this is so absurd i mean it's absurd in itself but it was also we were watching this with our teenage daughters and it just kept going and going well so, i mean this has been done before i know other, it was not even other comedy you know the old penis gag yeah, yeah. they Breaking, knock the they well, knock i mean if you yeah. think about it if you go back to goonies right. i mean there's there's a you know a penis breaking off in in Goonies, right? Yeah, uh, in in one of the earlier scenes on a statue, yes, on, a statue. on a statue, and this is this is a statue. This is also on a statue. Statue. It's 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 something that's not original, right? You're I mean, this is... <sighs> yeah. Matthew McConaughey tries to super glue it on, and it gets stuck on his hand, and so he's there holding, trying to hide the fact that it broke off, and. Then the security guard comes and he's like, oh, there it is. And he kind of just holds it out. <laughs> All right. What, what more can we say? All right. Deck the halls. Sled to bed. Somebody explain this. Oh, man. So none of us saw this coming in the movie, right? When he ends up in the, when he ends up in the Santa's sleigh. 
and the horses that we, we Danny s- DeVito just found in a field. Right. <laughs> we saw it was going to go up into a bad place, though. It but it took yeah, a great right. turn. When started to get into the sled, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... With the real live horses. I was being yard. sarcastic, but yeah. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I caught your sarcasm. <laughs> and uh, so he... Shockingly, he gets... He, the horses get spooked, and he goes on a joyride. And he ends up in the pond in the middle of town. Yeah, or something. that's right. Cartoonishly sinks. Yeah, cartoonishly sinks. <laughs> and then cut scene to he's in the back of the ambulance. And, and he's not, like blue. And he's blue. Like, because yeah. he's, you know, it was he's frozen. Frozen yeah. lake and all that stuff. It's, but instead of like his wife helping him, it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> They're like him, in a sleeping bag. In a, yeah, like a two person sleeping bag and they're naked to warm him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was shocking. Well, Although it did lead to what my my probably my favorite part of the movie is they were trying to take the family photo, and Danny DeVito's good with Photoshop. So like he's everyone like, else I is photoshopped you. In. Everyone else is in their nice matching sweaters, <laughs> and then he looks like death. He's blue from the hospital bed. He's in his gown. He's in even still. Gown. <laughs> it was the one laugh of the movie. It was so oh, funny. Oh man! Uh, all right, the pommel horse in the town square. I mean, this is, I mean, we, we commented about it a little bit already, but the fact that there is just a pommel horse yeah. in the middle of town. <laughs> right next to the fan. And again, the, his whole like martial arts style is just completely absurd. But the fact that There's they chase handles, him, <laughs> I mean, it's just. They're literally like, like got pitchforks and stuff. And he's like, pommel horse, I got this. <laughs> and just start swinging his legs haphazardly. And people are like flying into the walls. Yeah, he's just. Whirling around and he's not even really hitting anyone during no, that. No. He's just doing it and they're all like flying backwards. They didn't even do like a good job of like disguising the pommel horse. Right. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. No. You know, like in, uh, I always think of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when they probably aren't German motorcycles that they have. That right. They escape on, but they put enough kind of wartime baggage on them that you're, right. you're going to believe it's 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 that. But they yeah. didn't even bother that with the pommel horse. I think no. they even had like the white. Uh, chalk dust on them <laughs> already. Yeah. It, just, it was just a usage. sore thumb just yeah. sitting there right next to the little, you know, well or whatever is in the town square. Man, crazy. But that was a wonderful scene, though. It kept going and going and going. That's one of the it's best. Really good action. Yeah. <sighs> All right. The uh, Rastafari's from Freaked. <laughs> this one. This was just fun. Yeah. It was fun. The, the setup was stupid because there was like, what is it? Because it's like his face, right? It's, a it's big, like gigantic Scruggs faces. Yeah, Scruggs right? face. And it turns back and forth. And the eyes. It's constantly scanning. Yeah. yeah. And the eyes turn and like look at you if you're out there. And then what happens? <laughs> like somebody tries to escape, right? Somebody yeah. tries to run off and the eyes disappear. They turn, they turn around and the head has no eyes, eyeballs in it. Right, right. And instead, both of the eyeballs are standing out in the open. <laughs> Wearing Rastafarian like caps and have Uzis, <laughs> and they've got the eye nerves on the back of them too. Yeah, like, like, they're like dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they have uh, Rastafarian accents, Jamaican accents, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey man, where do you think you're running? Get back here!" <laughs> that was a really good accent. Could oh. you do that again, but say Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Okay, that's this is an Italian thing. When you put your hand up like that, that's that's an Italian. For thing. Australian, you, you just take that and turn it. Upside I don't think down. the Australians do that. I think they're like 
the shrimp on the Barbie is what you do with your hand. Like, okay. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't TV. I'm, I'm, I'm what, doing uh, hand this motions. Is, this is the hand motion. The Australian. <laughs> All right. Shall we vote? Everybody ready? Uh, I'm I think we're going to be a split vote on this uh, one. We're yeah. See. Everyone got ready? One, two, three. Oh. Oh. And the BM goes to Star Crash, the torpedo scene. All right. And the next category is worst place to honeymoon. And the nominees are the Gymkata Village of the Crazies, Halloween 3, just anywhere, Van Helsing, Transylvania, and Birdemic, Half Moon Bay. All right, let's talk about these. What do you guys think? This Very. Is, this is a tough one. They're beautiful. Some of them. Some of them. <laughs> uh, the Gymkata Village? Well, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's... It's it, ambiance. It's it mid- certainly had mood. Yeah. Well, so it starts out just like a medieval castle. You know, like with walls and if you've you know, done any like European an tour, European of, medieval yeah, castle, yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty cool and it's pretty quiet at first, but then when the uh, would you get married in that out, church with the priest? <laughs> if I could get married so. again in a heartbeat, <laughs> I would have Monsignor chaps do it for me. <laughs> Look, I. I mean, we've talked. We talked about it in the episode, but this is seriously one of the scariest. I mean, it was a very scary scene. It could have absolutely gone in a horror movie. They could have made a whole movie about this village. Totally. Escape, escape from Jim Cotta Village. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> right. It yeah. was crazy and Kurt scary. Russell it was legitimately batch. spooky and creepy. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was. I mean, it made as much sense as the rest of the movie, but it was yeah, it was fun. It was, it was. What about the town in ha- Halloween Three? I mean, that motel and that warehouse; those were pretty romantic. It was a pretty <laughs> Irish town. Yeah, it I was. mean, it, it's because of the Silver Shamrock Factory, right? It, I guess right. it was like a factory town, so everybody. I mean, it was knew like Dublin, Cochran Dublin and, Bank. Yeah, like everything was Irish themed. Yeah, but it also had like draconian laws to where. Oh, they yeah. would sound an alarm, and a, you had to be indoors right. at like 7 six, or 8 p.m. It was 6 o'clock. Not Jamie no. Curtis coming on over the That's right. The loudspeaker saying that it's curfew. 6 p.m., it's curfew. Yeah. That's weird. I don't I know guess, what I guess if you want a honeymoon, be. that's what you want to do is get yeah. in at 6. Though, if you don't want to <laughs> travel all the way to Great Britain to see um, Stonehenge... This is a great place to go because they have one of the rocks. At least one of them, yes. Yeah. Well, they did. They did, that's right. <laughs> well, we talked about the Van Helsing town a bit. I mean, they've got good schools, or we suppose that they did. <laughs> the stables but there what are about amazing. if you wanted a honeymoon there? Would, would that be some place you would want to go? If you wanted to risk uh, possibly being taken by vampires. I mean, do they black out the dates that the vampires feed? <laughs> so, so the carriage ride in and out of town is really romantic. <laughs> But sometimes you catch air or have to go over That's some, right. you know, you have to jump the gap. jump some things uh, is, just to make is it. Is the bridge out? I, so Nate, I'm thinking about like going on Priceline.com and it's like Transylvania, <laughs> whatever. It's like October 27th through November 1st, vampire attacks, no booking. <laughs> No or seventy five percent discount. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> but then you're like, say no I got a Capital One travel miles card. There are no blackout dates for me. <laughs> okay. You What's win. in your wallet? 
What's in your blood bank? And we have a new sponsor on Exceptionally Bad. <laughs> what about... Okay, I have been to Half Moon Bay in Me real too. life. We have it's a wonderful, there. atmospheric, beautiful place yeah. by the seashore. How about in Birdemic? <laughs> I, I don't like all the lecturing that goes on. Uh, they're a little preachy. Uh, you know, it's hard to get into Half Moon Bay on a Saturday. I it have is. to say. It, it yes. is. a lot of traffic. It is. It takes forever. And that's when there's not a birdemic. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I can only um, imagine the, like, the pileup after well, I mean, birds. The beaches are nice. So yeah. pe- people drive so slowly during a birdemic that the traffic is just terrible. And... And and I would need to know if that dude was to be playing the bar. Yeah, right. That's true. You can always stop and get a good sandwich in Though, one of those convenience stores. Yeah, you probably mm-hmm. want to fill up with gas before you get to Half Moon Bay because a hundred dollars, right, a gallon is, is also don't true. go hiking in the forest. They set on fire. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't go there. All right, are we ready to vote? Any other? I feel comments? bad because Half Moon Bay is like the real place, and the, the other I know all the rest are, are not real. Up, Half Moon Bay so. in real life is very nice. It's a nice little town. It is gorgeous. Go visit it. Yeah, just so stay away from the birds. Brought to you by the Tourism Bureau of Half Moon Bay <laughs> and Transylvania. <laughs> from Vaud the Blood right. hey, Transylvania is a real place too. By the way, <laughs> it was. <laughs> okay, let's vote. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, okay, I think I know. All right, go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't count down there. All right, and the BM Award for Best Worst Place to Honeymoon is Jim Cotta. <laughs> Crazy Village. And the next category is the I'd Do Anything to Work in Rome Award. The nominees are... Christopher Plummer, Star Crash, Gene Kelly from Xanadu, Dennis Hopper from My Science Project, Hugh Jackman from Van Helsing, the cast of Deck the Halls from Deck the Halls, and the cast of 1941 from 1941. So, I mean, this one, this award gets its name from Christopher Plummer saying he would do anything to work, or he would do anything to work in rome because he likes to visit rome and that's why he was in star crash yes um so <laughs> and it's also kind of you know we always make the joke that oh nicholas cage was in this movie because he had a tax debt he had that's right he has something. to pay so, off the house or whatever so yeah. you're thinking like this person was cast in this movie be- for reasons other than wanting to be in in the movie in the movie or caring about or thinking it was a good project maybe <laughs> yeah i don't know so what else? Gene Kelly. I don't, you guys are so Gene talented. He had no need to I mean, be he, in any other movies. But he showed up for this movie. He, he did. Was, he did. I, I think he ultimately thought it was going to be uh, handled or the delivery of the movie was going to be better than it was. Yeah. It was good concept, but it just didn't quite hit where it was supposed to. Right. Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Wow. Oh. So he, he, if I remember right, this was like his first uh, role after coming out of a long stint in rehab. He's, you know, trying to get back on the saddle. A, a really small role. Yeah. I mean, he does a great job in it, too. You don't get the impression that he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> he, he didn't phone it in. He, he, he stole every scene he was in, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
we did joke at the time that he was like his character's hilarious because he's just coming out of rehab right. in real life and we're like and yeah joking. you are a super stoner p whatever student teacher <laughs> yes bob roberts phd <laughs> right, yeah. and he's like huffing and stuff <laughs> yeah. he was huffing the nitrous oxide yeah. in the classroom <laughs> And then uh, we've got the whole cast of Deck the Halls. They, yeah, I mean, we we talked about this during the episode. That was like literally like cast members were flying in. Yeah, Danny DeVito flying to do it in and then bouncing out. Yep. Right. So it was like and almost almost the opposite of that. I will do anything not to work in Rome. Right. <laughs> um, Matthew know. Broderick overheard just talking about like mumbling to himself about how low his career is gone and stuff. Like, no one wanted to be there. It just seemed painful, the movie, yeah. to, to watch. You can but kind of they, feel that through. They must have all liked the place that they were filming in it. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful Canada. Yeah. Uh, I skipped over Hugh Jackman. Sorry, Hugh. I mean, Transylvania is beautiful any time of the year. <laughs> except for the blackout periods. But beyond that, it's beautiful. It's atmospheric. Like, if you have dry skin, combination skin, it's great. It's moist. So why must, not? Must love dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Must love dogs and horses. <laughs> you gotta love to wear certain kinds of hats, too. Yep. And you got to work alongside Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. You have a crossbow that's a machine. That, that again, has two settings, like Imperial Stormtrooper. <laughs> and then and and Death and Star. Then, and, then, and, then can't, and then can't miss. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. That's so true. Uh, the whole cast of 1941. So, I mean, this was a huge cast. There were tons of people in it. I mean, you talked about, like, this was kind of like the thing. Like, people were getting super excited about this movie, and everybody was signing on for it and be like, I mean, what? it they was got I gotta be in this. Yeah, Steven Spielberg had just done Jaws, and then he did Close Encounters of the you know Third Kind. So, it was like, wow, we gotta work with this guy. These are two huge hits. This is the next big thing. Yeah. And it was just all in, I mean, from Slim Pickens to, you know, lots of people from the first Jaws movie um, that were back in this one. Uh, Everybody from SNL at the time. Uh, yeah, right. all the, all the p- young c- comedians, Jim Belushi and Dan, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd and, yep. you know, John Candy. To, everyone had all these different cameos. Um, it was just, it was a huge cast. So I, I suspect that some of them had fun, but um, others maybe were just kind of there. I don't know. All right, you guys, All right, it's time to vote. You guys ready to vote? All right, ready? One, two, three. Oh, it's unanimous. So, the Hard BM Award for the I'd Rather Be Working in Rome Award goes to Mr. Rome himself, Christopher Plummer. Woohoo! We are going to have to re- name this this category for future seasons the christopher Plummer award all right yes all right and our final award the prestigious gilded bm award this award goes to the most exceptionally bad movie of the season and the nominees are jim cotta glitter star crash and Birdemic, Shock and Terror. Any thoughts? This, th- I, I would say this was a tough season, honestly. Because yeah. I, I think there were some standout. We had so much fun with them. Yeah. I think there were some others that were 
horrific and painful <laughs> for half of us yeah and entirely enjoyable for the other half right so i think those were kind of good ones too but i think we're looking for general appeal again the spirit of our podcast right. is these are movies we would recommend you can watch with your friends you yeah. will have a ton of fun but they're absolute garbage yeah we had a, yeah a pretty mixed bag yeah like we had some movies i'm thinking my science project and freaked that mm-hmm. weren't bad right. wedding planner not not bad just right. stupid Halloween three, I would not wish on my worst enemy. <laughs> right, you know. So it, you know, we ran that we had like the whole spectrum. We did. We, we really true. did. Yeah, there was a spectrum. Do you know there? There was an interesting thing. Um, I think when we had the episode and we watched Star Crash, I think that I booed it. You know, I was like, no, this is not one to watch. But as time has gone by, um, and also Xanadu is another one where I was like, not really into it, but. As time has gone by, I feel like, oh man, those would be fun to watch again, you know? And so it, it's interesting that I guess we forget our pain <laughs> over time. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I have already spent $750 with my therapist trying to get over 1941. So, Bracken, I'm going to send you the bill. I thought you had forgiven me, but I see where it's That's still okay. I'm sure back at square one. Bracken will charge you for uh, his Van Helsing recovery. <laughs> Get back and sell. <laughs> so, uh, of the John nominees, are there any that uh, any standout ones that you want to argue for? I, I love glitter. You know, it's it's a fun one to keep. I, I could watch that one again. Uh, the performances are entertaining um you know where the story's gonna go mostly and uh you know the the music is not her hits Mm -hmm. but it's listenable and uh and it's a familiar story yeah it's highly watchable and highly mockable Yes. yes, there's there's lots of mockable, um, which makes fun for get together. And so. I will say that that movie was a lot better than I had expected it to be. I think well, most of Agreed. us felt that way too. We yeah. were like, "This is not that bad, yeah. considering for what it is." I yep. I think we were all genuinely surprised with Mariah Carey's performance. Right, I was. Yeah, expecting yeah, I was for far worse. I was expecting Britney Spears yeah. level acting. I, I think it's normal. grievous it was sin was. Better. Sorry, I think yep. it's grievous sin is that it was just it was taking itself way too seriously, yeah. yep. you know, and we we weren't, and so it it was <laughs> it was fine. I I said early on, like I fell in love with Star Crash, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you watched it multiple times. Oh my gosh, I like <laughs> I did, I did, I watched it because, and I didn't feel bad. Like some of these movies, like I've I'm on record of saying I will never watch that movie ever again. <laughs> I would happily sit down right now after recording this podcast for something on three hours and watch Star Crash with you guys right now. Oh, I just feel like sometime we need to trick Brant into showing up for a screening of 1941. I think he would get physically violent. (laughs) It it could be like a Rick roll where we start something and then all of a sudden it switches over to 1941. Is that like that nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition? Right. like we're really recapping this season (laughs) so birdemic is on our uh nominee list and birdemic is is such a horrible horribly made movie nothing about it is good 
and that makes it kind of wonderful. And it is, it is a kind of movie that I know. I just wish I could just show people. Look at this real movie. Yeah, you know, and uh, let people just experience it. But I also think that they could just watch a YouTube clip and then get enough of it, and that's they get I, the idea. My <sighs> argument for this movie is. I don't think we were a large enough audience for it. Probably. I feel like this is the kind of movie that you watch with an entire theater of people uh, yes. who are throwing popcorn and it. just yelling. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, some of those other kind of like cult following movies where everybody's in on the gag. Like everybody's to go to, Yeah. Like, I think that would be a total, like a completely different, yeah. you know, atmosphere. And I think that is where it would find its sweet spot. So if you can gather 30 to 40 people... <laughs> And rent out an auditorium, go watch Birdemic. Otherwise, I, like I, I, I just don't think it lands. Have like the film festival experience with yes, this. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So okay. I, I felt like I found the most absurd when I brought a talking cat to the table. Right. right. Yes. And Birdemic just, <laughs> just spit acid. Yes. And dive bombed it. It's. It was definitely in the same category. As the talking well, we cat, talked about right? the talking cat a lot. We compared we them. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's one of those things where I wouldn't want to necessarily watch it again, yeah. but I would recommend that you see it once, once. Yeah, you or need to... to experience <laughs> what utter wretchedness it is. Um, just so unique. It, Those it, bird effects, I just can't get them out of my head. They're just. Oh I really my goodness! Think that movie is inspiring to people because it makes you want to just go out and show that you can do something better yeah. on yeah. your own with no yeah. training. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's the it's the Bobcat Goldweight experience all over again. You can, you can do it. You can you can make it in Hollywood. You can Bobcat. believe. Seriously, all you need is like an eagle Instagram filter, <laughs> and you're gonna do far above and beyond anything. You can make it. You've got it. <laughs> All right, what about Jim Cotta? What the about, whole premise what about Jim is so stupid. <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn floor routines, like 80s floor routines. So not even like, you know, eight triple backflips that right. they do now. Like we're, you know, whatever, 40 years on from that. So yeah. like, it's still kind of low-key kind of, you Just know, gymnastics. Just a few backflips. Back right. And, yeah, yeah, so it's it's athletic guy martial yeah. arts is really what this movie should be called. Yeah. But it's just absurd. Like the whole premise, like, okay, we need you to go into this death race, you know, so that you can get your one wish. And, and we would like you to risk your wife. So we can get a star Wars satellite over there, <laughs> over their airspace. I mean. And here we're going to have you team up with the princess of that country. Right. Yeah. We're so Diplomacy's Close. stupid. <laughs> Sneak you in through the salt mine. I was just blown away yeah. at how different this was from the trailer. Like I when I went in seeing to see this movie, I was expecting so much more martial arts and they're yeah. just were it was a different flavor than mm -hmm. I was yeah. expecting. And it, there were a lot of good surprises mm -hmm. in this as well, with the village. Oh, um, that village is amazing. With the casting, the the costuming. Everybody getting shot with an arrow into a big foam block on their yeah. chest. The, 
The, and the, the random fake body they throw down the waterfall. <laughs> yes. The randomness of him jumping back and forth and keeping that conversation going between Talking him and himself woman. when that woman oh, yeah, had he, nothing and he to would say. Do a flip and then yeah, and he flipped back and forth. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna," you know, he could, uh, just things like that. That throughout the movie, you're like, "Whoa, where did this come from?" It's completely. I, uh, I would love so to good. watch that scene without any context. <laughs> just him doing a backflip, slapping his like, "Oh, I think you're so great." Do another bike. Oh, that's really good. I'm so glad to talk to you. I feel like that could be a Match.com ad. Sometimes you are your perfect match. It's when they do the gymnast only. Gymnast only dot com. You know how there's like farmer. Yeah. So it's gymnast and you take the A out. So it's just a gym NST. That's a million dollar app idea. Dang. Okay, cut this out. I gotta. <laughs> well, I think it's that time right. where we should vote. Oh man, everybody, oh. ready to vote? Yes. Yep. All right, and the gilded BM goes to Jim Cotta. Congratulations, <laughs> Jim Cotta, to be for being season two's gilded BM award. It. it really was the like what we're looking for yes absolutely yeah. like we talk about logos and the gilded bm itself the, how we talked about having a can coming up out of the garbage can or a nuclear waste you know like yeah. saving saving the film from the trash and i feel like this is, this is that hidden gem that we plucked out yeah yep. mm-hmm. all right thanks everybody for joining us this was a, another fun episode uh we look forward to hearing from you guys uh, joining us next season, we are super excited for next season. Um, it is the threequel. We're gonna do episode, or sorry, season three is gonna be all about sequels. So we're gonna be finding all of those movies that probably were great to begin with, and took a sharp left into yep. our territory. And by sequel, it's any sequel: the second movie, the third movie, the fifth movie, whichever. They're all up for grabs. Yeah. Land Before Time thirteen, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ferngola, the apocalypse. <laughs> hey, if you want to reach out to us, don't forget to reach out to us at exceptionallybad.com or you can send us an email at theguys at exceptionallybad.com. Check out some pictures of our awards show uh, on Instagram at exceptionallybad. Or you can tweet at us at exceptionallybad. Also, we have a YouTube channel, exceptionallybad. You should go watch it. Bad movies with your friends. That was terrible. Can we fix that in post?